Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, December 13th, 5.38 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. March corn futures up two and three quarters at 6.56 and three quarters. January soybeans up six and three quarters at 14.67 and a quarter. March Chicago wheat up eight and a quarter at 7.63. March Kansas City wheat up 10 at 8.72 and a quarter. March spring wheat up nine and three quarters at 9.26. Quick housekeeping note this morning, I will be filling in for Chip Flory this afternoon on the PM edition of AgriTalk. I'll be guest hosting, so make sure you guys tune in this afternoon. Uh, should be a good conversation. I've got my friend Brian Split uh, will be my guest today. If you guys uh, need some additional information from me, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5 5.30 a.m. Central Time. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of. Charts, graphics, weather information, all of my grain marketing recommendations. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. Yesterday, I discussed the fuel situation in detail. I've had a lot of questions from subscribers uh, come in regarding uh, diesel needs in particular. Should I lock it up? Should I not lock it up? Um, I kind of uh, provided some context here. The title of the video is Diesel Price to Drop by $1 per Gallon? Question mark. And that's one thing that uh, some people believe is possible, and I kind of laid out why. If you guys want to see this video, sign up this morning. I'll blast it over. 50 bucks a month. Cancel at any time. No other fee. No other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. I promise. Soybean planting in Brazil nears completion. Well-followed private group Ag Rural estimated that the crop was 95% planted through last Thursday versus 96% the same date last year. Ag Rural noted that drought has been an issue in Rio Grande do Sul. That's the country's southernmost state. That state accounts for 14 or 15 percent of the country's soybean production in a given year. Ag Rural said this in a statement regarding that state. There is already a loss of productive potential in part of the state. Um, so Brazil overall is in really good shape. The vast majority of soybean growing areas uh, have seen rain and will see additional rains over the next 10 days. Uh, but this southernmost state uh, is the problem. There's there's no such thing as a perfect year, and that's your problem area this year, albeit maybe kind of a smaller problem area versus what we've seen in other years. Um, Brazil uh, <clears throat> still has the potential, in, in, in the eyes of just about everybody, still has the potential for a record soybean crop, uh, very much so. That's been the, the thought of you know CONAB and USDA and all of the private groups out there as well. The U.S. radar is pretty active this morning. You've got some snow and some rain moving across a whole bunch of areas, uh, parts of Texas into Oklahoma, into Kansas, some snow over parts of Colorado into uh, western Nebraska, South Dakota, into uh, Minnesota, up into parts of North Dakota, uh, rain, snow mix over parts of Iowa and eastern Nebraska, rains over Missouri. This stuff will move its way east. Over the next seven days, accumulation is going to total, you know, like an inch of rain equivalent over a lot of the uh, central Corn Belt, eastern Corn Belt, heavier amounts in the Mid-South and uh, the uh, kind of Gulf type areas. So this could spell some more river relief. The rivers come up a lot. Um, I think at, at Memphis, river levels are like 15 feet removed from the record lows that we saw in October. Um, when you look at the 6 to 10, you've got some colder temperatures rolling in here. Um uh, later this week and more of a below normal precipitation type setup for the um, <clears throat> 
for a lot of the Corn Belt. And still, you look at this map, there's like really not much relief in sight for your most drought-stricken areas of the Southern Plains. I mean, most of Texas, most of Oklahoma, most of Kansas, and about half of Nebraska, not really expected to see much drought relief at all. Now, speaking of uh, the river and shipments, corn shipments were bad again last week. Total of 505,000 metric tons. That's about 20 million bushels of U.S. corn inspected for export. That print was down 46% versus the same week last year. Accumulated corn shipments for the current marketing year are down 31% versus the same period last year. Um, This time of year is not necessarily a make or break for corn shipments. We typically ship the most corn like January, February, March, uh, into the spring months. The problem here is that, and and I mentioned this before, we just don't have the book of sales to support a big spike in shipments. We're going to see a spike in shipments, but it may not be exactly what we need. Sales are 48% behind the same period last year. So again, you can't ship what you haven't sold. Uh, USDA did revise its corn export forecast lower. Um, They're now projected a 16% year-over-year decline. Um, I don't know that they cut it by enough. I think they may have to make additional downward revisions, but they've got plenty of time to do that. Soybean shipments were good at 1.8 million. Wheat shipments, of course, poor at about 219,000. Turkish President Erdogan discussed an expansion of the Ukrainian grain corridor deal with uh, Russia's President Putin. Erdogan said in a phone call that the deal could now include different commodities and food products. I didn't see much in terms of specifics beyond that. In addition to the grain corridor, the leaders reportedly discussed issues regarding the war. Uh, Ukraine's Zelensky confirmed that he had also discussed a possible expansion with Erdogan. Your wheat market has rallied uh, slightly. It's been in recovery mode the last couple of days. SRW futures are like 40 cents removed from last week's low. Still, you look at this chart. I mean, we are, what, $5 removed from the high that was posted in May. So to see some sort of recovery in wheat uh, would not be shocking at all. We've come down a lot. Um, Some sort of bounce wouldn't be a big surprise here, I don't think, at this point. The government released monthly, or will release rather, monthly uh, consumer inflation data later this morning. You've got your CPI report out at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. Ahead of that report, traders estimate that consumer inflation rose at an annualized rate of 7.3% in November. That would be down from 77 in October. CPI has generally trended lower. It peaked at 9.1% in June. I believe it's been lower than that every single month since. Friday's wholesale inflation print your PPI number was slightly hotter than expected, but that uh, uh, set of of data continues to trend lower as well in terms of inflation. The Fed, uh, Federal Reserve, begins its two-day policy policy meeting today and will likely announce a half percentage point hike to the Fed FUD rate tomorrow afternoon. The Fed has hiked by uh, three quarters of a percentage point in each each of its last four meetings. So you got the rate decision uh, paired with Fed comments and attitude CPI today. You could see some volatility certainly in the uh, stock market and other financial markets as a result of uh, all of this forthcoming news here today and tomorrow. Cattle market was mixed yesterday. Not much to speak of in terms of cash cattle trade yet this week. U.S. dollars a little bit lower. The S&P's up 20 points ahead of the cash open. The Dow Jones up 180. Gold's up three bucks. Crude oil is up 42 cents in the January WTI 53 I'm sorry, 73.59 last trade, 73.59 in the January uh, crude contract. Everybody have a wonderful day today. I'll talk to you guys same time tomorrow.